you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 2017 Pro Bowl vote is here. It's time to vote for the NFL's best players to earn their spot at Pro Bowl, where the best meets the next. Help your favorite player earn a coveted spot on the Pro Bowl roster. Vote today at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. And now, move the sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky back here on Move the Sticks. Got Periscope back today, Bucky. We've got a lot of ground to cover. We're going to get to some NFL games looking forward to. we got our college picks as well. But I thought we had to start off. We can't just ignore it. Did you watch the World Series last I night? I did watch the World Series last night. It was a fantastic game. Uh, little man watched it with me because he's a big baseball fan. Did you let him stay up through the whole deal? Oh, absolutely. He got nice. to see the whole deal. He was really uh, able to relate to the skinny pitcher Edwards at the end. Oh, he was yeah. like, dang, he's just like me. Nice. He's little. Um, I thought the thing that was interesting at the end was uh, I thought it was a tough play that Chris Bryant had to come in. Yeah. Oh, he's and they grinning. kept showing, you see him grinning? grinning the whole time through. And it just comes from deliberate practice, hours and hours and hours of picking up that routine ground ball and making that play. Um, it was a fascinating series to watch, and I know Cleveland fans are bummed that they were up 3-1 and couldn't close the door. But I think it's one of those things, if you put those two teams squared up, you had a really hot team in Cleveland, and then I, th- I felt like Chicago was the best team in baseball all year. So uh, I think it wound up being the way it should have been. I didn't watch a ton of baseball this year. Obviously, you know I'm a Padre fan, so the season gets over for us very quickly. <laughs> uh, but when I was watching it, just that last play even, I thought from some of the carryover with football um, – I always like with quarterbacks to watch them when you're trailing in the fourth quarter. We've talked about that before. I like to watch them when it's third and ten plus because those are your highest pressure moments, and do you kind of embrace that moment or do you shrink from it? Absolutely. And, look, it's a routine ground ball. I'm not making this out to be anything more than it was. But to see him be able to just enjoy the moment. There was no pressure. This guy was grinning from ear to ear and make the play. And the other play was the home run that tied it by Cleveland. I just – what I love about that is – and I don't watch a ton of the Indians. Does he always choke up like that? I doubt it. It's so funny. My, he was we cho- had that. Choking and poking. But not only that, because um, the bat was so long. Yeah. And he had, like, the knob or whatever. My son and I, we were talking about, like, man, 
He's like, yeah, he's choked up. I was like, I know he's choked up, but that <laughs> that barrel on that handle seemed extra long. Uh, great hit, but it's funny that you say that about like I love watching people perform under pressure. Anyway, I love the postseason, whatever it is, hockey, baseball, basketball. I love to see how people handle the moment, handle the stages, and trying to see guys execute ordinary things in extraordinary moments to me really signifies if you are a great player or a guy that just is kind of one of those that kind of floats under the radar. Well, it was fascinating to watch. And one of the things I started thinking of is how to tie this over with the NFL. And I thought about the Cubs, and people have brought up the point about tanking, right? They, Theo Epstein got there, I think, four or five years ago. They went some through some very lean times. They get Chris Bryant at the top of the draft. They're able to, to accumulate a lot is of that, Is that what they did? Is that how they – Same thing, yeah. The same thing that people do in the NBA. All the young players. You think about yeah. the NBA and everybody talks about tanking. And then the NFL doesn't quite work like that, although you would love to have the first pick in the draft the year you have a franchise quarterback. Absolutely. But so I start, okay, let's look at the NFL right now. And I'm not saying these teams are tanking. Uh, but if you look at the teams in last place and you just look at the collection of the roster that they have right now and you kind of forecast into the future, maybe one more draft class. Maybe they're close to being a really good football team. I'm going to give you the last place teams and see if you can give me one that you think, okay, then maybe they, they're getting ready to make that leap. They're not, they're not good right now, but they can kind of – they're close. Jets are 3-5. and five, Browns are 0-8. Oh the Jags are 2-5. and five, The Chargers are 3-5. and five. The Redskins, you know, look, they're four, three, and one, but they're in last place. You've got the Bears at two and six. You've got the Panthers at two and five. I mean, just coming off of a Super Bowl year, uh, where they were in the Super Bowl, and you got San Francisco at one and six. So, if you look at those rosters, like, what would be your your favorite roster of those teams, maybe going forward? I would take the Jacksonville Jaguars roster, and I would take it because I think they do have some nice young pieces that you can build around. Uh, I'm not necessarily in love with the quarterback, but I like the weapons that he has around him. Allen Hearns, Allen Robinson. Uh, I think you can make do with Julius Thomas. I like the running backs. On defense, Jalen Ramsey can be a guy that can be a pillar for you. Uh, we're still waiting to see Dante Fowler play at his best, but Miles Jack, I think they have enough to have a solid nucleus. I don't know what they're missing. I don't know if it's the voice at the front of the room in terms of the coaching staff, but that would be the team that if we could tank and maybe add a collection of talent. Let's just say we tank and maybe there's a certain pass rusher from a school that has a T and <laughs> A and an M on the side of their helmet and say we were able to add someone like that. I think then you can start the process of building what should be a championship caliber squad. I'm, I'm just looking at the interesting thing we have with the Carolina Panthers in that you remember back in the day the Spurs had David Robinson then somehow they have a terrible – Somebody got Tim Duncan. Somehow they got Tim Duncan as well. If the just everything goes off the rails for Carolina, you still have you know, what is one of the best quarterbacks. I was the MVP last year in Cam Newton, who still hasn't even mentioned, gotten into his prime. He's still going to get better mm-hmm. as we go forward. You've got a young defensive player of the year in Luke Keekley. Um, you've got some good defensive tackles. You've got a lot of key pieces in place there. Kelvin Benjamin, young wide receiver, tight end, and Greg Olson, who's still got plenty left. They have a year like this. They end up somehow getting picking in the top three or four picks, and they get that big-time impact player. That could kind of propel them to go on a sustained run as we go forward. They actually need to do that because it's a team and a roster that is really getting old in front of our eyes. A lot of old veteran players. You talk about Khalil, Greg Olson, some of the other guys. Uh, Thomas Davis is in either year 10 or 11. Uh, they need to upgrade, and they also need um, – you talk about being in the top. They need a pass rush. They need someone that can impact the way they play up front. The way they want to play in the back end is be conservative, keep the ball in front. But if you're going to play that style, you have to be able to generate pressure with your front four. And I don't know if they have enough bodies on the edges that can do that. All right, last baseball tie-in here with the Cubs. 
Now, we, we looked at the last place teams. Everybody that, that you listened to yesterday said now the Cubs with their roster are positioned to kind of go on a long run, long run going forward. So forget the last place teams. I just looked at these, you know, candidates, where they're positioned right now. They already have their guy in place. Two teams that I think could go on a long, sustained run here. Dallas Cowboys. Yes. You know, we'll see if Tony Romo gets back in the mix this year. We've had we've talked about that a bunch. But when you look at where they are at the running back, quarterback, offensive line, and now you can just focus on the defensive side of the ball for the yes. next few years, they could be positioned to do that. And then I would put the Oakland Raiders right there with them with a young, talented quarterback, a great offensive line, weapons, and they've got more pieces on defense than the Dallas Cowboys do, and they're all young. I think those two teams, probably above everybody else, could be positioned for a long, sustained run. The other one, look, Seattle's still kind of in there. Prime, I know they've already had to pay Russell Wilson, but they could still, there's still plenty of years left for them uh, going forward. And then a couple wild cards to keep an eye on. If Bridgewater could come back healthy, that's, that's, the team that's a team that's interesting. And then Philadelphia has some key pieces, including the quarterback. There's another team. But to me, do you agree with me? Dallas, Oakland are those two teams. If you have I the best, those are the, be, uh, the teams I invest Those are the two best young rosters. Um I think in the National Football League. And quarterbacks, quarterback weighs quarter, more. Quarterback that, that weighs more. Quarterback is certainly in play. And in fact, we could talk about this if we did like a separate video. We could talk about the, the top five young rosters to build around that should sustain a lot of success. So those two are definitely there. The other teams that you mentioned, the Minnesota Vikings, I think, are a team that is there. Adrian Peterson is probably not going to be there much longer. It's time for them to get another franchise running back in place. And then even if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't necessarily come back and Sam Bradford if he's surrounded by his same offensive coordinator, which we'll see what he looks like with Pat Shermer taking over as the play caller. Those things, I think the Minnesota Vikings are in play because their defense is young, it's athletic, it's nasty. They have young perimeter playmakers at the wide receiver position. They get a running back and they solidify the quarterback position. I think they're right there in play. Yeah, I'd be interested to see these teams going forward. Um, Buck, all right, before we get to the college games, some NFL games real quick, let's do our, our picks here. We each get three picks, our favorite games of, of the week here. I went first last week, Bucky. You get the, the first choice here. Which game are you looking forward to the most? First game that I'm looking forward to the most, well, you just talked about the Oakland Raiders. How about the Raiders and the Broncos? The Broncos have to come to the black hole. I mean, I'm, I'm a little partial, obviously, being a Raider. <laughs> uh, this is a statement game. This potentially could be a statement game for the Raiders. National TV, everyone gets an opportunity to see him. Young quarterback is coming off a 500-yard game. Offense is lights out. I think they may have the best one-two punch on the perimeter. And Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper. Can Jack Del Rio get that defense right? The last time we saw Khalil Mack go against the Denver Broncos, I want to say he had five sacks. Um, can he dominate like he dominated again? Because he is the, 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 the piece that can get that defense going. And if that defense gets going, then I think you can pencil the Oakland Raiders into the postseason. And they may even win a game in the postseason. Yeah, like, that's going to be interesting to watch. I think – you know, Derek Carr has been outstanding, although you look back a couple weeks ago and Jacksonville struggled a little bit, so it hasn't been perfect. To me, the, the challenge is going to be against this Broncos team. The outside, I, I look, I know the Raiders are talented on the perimeter, but that Broncos secondary just eliminates wide receivers. So, to me, it's going to be coming on these tight ends and backs. That's been the formula yep. throughout the year against Denver. Can these tight ends and backs step up in the passing game for the Raiders? That's going to be the challenge. I, I don't think they're quite – as that's not their – their their key position, their key spots in their team. Rivera's a solid player. Uh, uh, the the kid from Miami, uh, uh, Walford, thank you, uh, is a good player. But they're not they're not big time guys. Just good solid players. And out of the they, backfield, they're okay. Just okay. They do need that one dynamic piece 
of the puzzle in the middle of the field in the passing game that can get it done. But you talked about the the offensive line. If they can run the ball successfully, because I believe you have to attack the Broncos by running the football. If they can run the ball and kind of get them out of some of those loaded coverage looks, that could play in their favor. But it's an exciting game. It's a big game. Because if they win that game, I think the, the rest of the NFL world has to begin to take them seriously as a viable contender. All right, my first pick, and I know what the records are uh, with with the Ravens kind of stumbling, but Steelers-Ravens, I'm always going to be biased. That's always a very, very physical game. I cracked up laughing. Did you see Suggs, his comments about Ben Roethlisberger? I did not. You're not fooling anybody. We know you're playing. You know, <laughs> the drama. We know you're going to be there, so we're prepared. Is that what – I mean, that was always the opinion. You, that was you always the, felt like you always felt like there was a little drama attached. He always milked it. He was, you know, Willis Reed. Every every, you never wonder if Ben Roethlisberger is hurt. He'll let you know. Yeah, he's not one. He'll of let those, you know. Not one of those dudes where you're like, oh my gosh, he he he's been playing with this this. No no no. I know he like. So out. he's the NFL's version of Paul Pierce, like when Paul Pierce got yeah yeah off yeah. The, yeah. It wheel wheeled, wheeled off the court. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, look, he's a great player, but uh, that's kind of the uh, the sentiment there. So that's a rivalry game I'm looking forward to. Is my first pick. All right, go through a couple more here, Buck. Who you got? Uh, I have an interesting game. This game will be the San Diego Chargers and the Tennessee Titans. The reason I'm interested in this game, uh, I want to see Marcus Mariota, see if he can build upon the performance that we saw Thursday night. Can he continue to take his game to another level? That offense, particularly in the running game, DeMarco Murray, Derrick Henry, they can give you problems. And now that they're letting Marcus Mariota get on the edge and do some zone read things, do some of the things he did at Oregon, they have a little more dynamic than they have been. Defensively, they can pose a problem. But when I look at the San Diego Chargers, this defense is playing well. Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram are a nice bookend tandem. They're, they're playing better on defense. They had a loss. But I believe that this is a very, very competitive game. And the Chargers need to get this one to make sure that the heat doesn't come back on Mike McCoy. They find, though, again, just kind of weird ways to lose games. Man, they were kind of right there in that game last week and just couldn't get it done. All right, my next pick, I'm going to go Jets-Dolphins is interesting to me. Jay Ajayi, we've, we've talked about a bunch. This running game, they've got cranked up since that offensive line has gotten healthy and all playing together. The Jets' defensive front – that's going to be the matchup to watch, O-line versus D-line. Um, Fitzpatrick, I mean, like he, they were down big against the Browns. He found a way. They made some plays and, and, and squeaked out a win there. But, uh, man, I, I just think the way the Dolphins are rolling right now with that run game, I think mm-hmm. that's key. And I just – I sorry, I don't I don't trust him. I don't trust Fitzpatrick. I, I don't – I mean, I don't disagree. I will say this. Um, I'm curious your thoughts, pre-draft thoughts on Jay Ajay. Yeah. Did you see him – doing these kind of things because, he look, he's in an exclusive club. Ricky Williams, Earl Campbell, O.J. Simpson are the only guys that have had back-to-back 200-yard games. If he gets a third, he'll join O.J. Simpson, Hall of Famer, as the only guy to do it three times in a row. What did you see from him when he was at Boise State? I was a big fan. I ended up having him in the early 30s, so that would equate to you have an early second-round grade. Um, you obviously had some medical stuff that I think hurt him. You worry about the longevity there. But as a player, as a runner, he was so physical. I remember I threw a video on uh, on Twitter. You probably could uh, Google it. It will come up. But of just some of the situations he was able to get himself out of. Three, four guys hitting him in the backfield, bouncing off tackles, getting outside and making something happen. I just love the – I thought he brought an identity. So many teams we, we look at don't have an identity. What are they? Who are they? I think he's given the Dolphins an identity as a physical football team 
as a physical running team, and he did the same thing at Boise State. And so I, I was a big fan of his. Now, he's not, he's not you know, the most explosive guy. He's not going to hit a bunch of home runs, but he will beat you up with some doubles now. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm doing a piece in my notebook on J.H.I. and how he's just kind of become uh, one of these guys that they can hang a hat on, a true workhorse. And I'm looking back at my pre-draft notes, and I thought he was a solid player. I thought he was a downhill runner, more of a one-cut guy. Um, I didn't see a lot of wiggle, mm-hmm. but I liked the way he ran with an attitude. I liked the way he punish people at the end of runs Uh, I watched him against Ole Miss today like looking at his last game just as a refresher and what I saw was someone who caught the ball better than I think the Dolphins have even utilized it yeah Yeah, they haven't utilized his ability to catch the ball out the backfield but he's rough he's rugged he has given them an identity and as he's given their offense an identity as a smash mouth team they've taken some of the pressure off Ryan Tannehill and I think Tannehill looks comfortable being a trailer as opposed to being a truck. Yeah, the trailers and trucks. We got to do that video. Man. <laughs> what you know? What are you? Are you the guy driving? Or are you the guy getting pulled? Um, all right, Buck. One more game apiece here. Who you got? Detroit Lions, Minnesota Vikings. Um, originally, before the news came down uh, yesterday about North Turner resigning or retiring, however you want to word it, I was curious to see if the Lions could go on the road and take that offense and find a way to score against the Minnesota Vikings defense. Now my eyes have changed. I'm looking to see how is that offense going to be different now that North Turner's removed from the equation. Pat Shermer is familiar with Sam Bradford from their time together early in his career at St. Louis, now the LA Rams. And then you have Tony Sperano, the offensive line coach, who has added some Wildcat stuff where we're seeing Jerick McKinnon do some things. So what does it all look like? What does the gumbo look like now that North Turner isn't at the top? He isn't the chef. How does this Minnesota Vikings offense work? Because now the hot, the heat the scrutiny goes on the offense because people feel like the offense is letting the defense down. Well, here's the challenge for them, too. They can't get down. They get down early in a the game, they are done. They can't pass protect. They're the Wisconsin That's a good point. basketball yeah. team. They have to be in range. They need to be playing from ahead up four, six, so they can control the tempo and control the game. If they get down, it's hard for them to make a big run. So I think it's very important in the first 15 that you call the game with that in mind. Maybe try and get a quick strike score so you can play from ahead and allow the defense to keep feeding you the ball back. No, I'm with you, Buck. All right, my last game to look forward to here, I will go – I'm going to go Rams-Panthers. And to me, the matchup – we talk about this in one of our videos. You can check it out on YouTube. It should be up soon here. Um, is Gurley versus Keekley. Todd Gurley doesn't have a long run this year, Buck. He doesn't have a 20-yard run. The Buffalo Bills punter has a 20-yard run. <laughs> but they can't get anything going. And the thing is, when you're – when when you're in a situation where you as a running back have to deal with two and three unblocked defenders on a down in down out basis, you got no shot. And they see they don't see a lot. They're gonna see a lot of too high safety because are they're gonna put a guy down in the box to give it load up the front to stop Todd Gurley. So they've got to be able to get some big plays down the field in the passing game to get some too high safety looks. And they've got to do a better job of just getting a hat on a hat. I don't care if you miss, if you, if you fall off a block, you physically get beat. That's one thing. But to just not even have the numbers equate, I, you know, that's that's a problem within your scheme and within your execution. Absolutely. The scheme is flawed, and I think the way they deploy their personnel is flawed. Tavon Austin, they committed to, they signed him to a big money deal. I mean, he's paid money to be basically a glorified number two receiver. He's right in that line. But they haven't got the production out of him that you necessarily need for a guy that is a focal point of your offense. So regardless of 
what you feel about Tavon Austin. You've invested in him, so now you got to put him in a situation where he can thrive. And the way that he has thrived traditionally in the league, when he has the ball in his hands, either as a, a running back, jet sweeps, some of the gadget plays with the bubble screens and those things, and they have to be manufactured to think that he can be your true number one, that's not what is, is, is going to be most effective for him. They have to get him in the mix because he can take some of the pressure off Todd Gurley. This will be interesting. They've had a week and some change to prepare for this game because they had a bye week. I would like to think that the Rams are going to have a different game plan to attack a Panthers defense that played well against the Cardinals, but for most part, they've been very, very vulnerable in several ways. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game here, Buck. All right, let's let's jump over to the college games. I have not given this the attention that it deserves for me because, I'm, frankly, I'm sucking in these college picks, and I should have done more homework on these games this week. I'm going to go to Alabama-LSU, which is our big two-point game. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. Um, so that is our two-point game of the week. I went back and watched a little Leonard Fournette just for fun. I went and sorted. One of the cool things with the video that we have is you can sort stats in video. So – I like to go back with running backs and watch all of their runs over 10 yards. Mm-hmm. Bucky, the, the the finishes of his runs, it, it, it's more violent and aggressive than any running back. I can't think of anybody. Like Adrian Peterson will drop a shoulder on you, but Adrian Peterson also will occasionally try and make you miss. He doesn't ever try and make you miss. He wants to punish you and hurt you, maybe to his own detriment in terms of long term. He's a freak. He, he is an absolute freak. He is a freak. He's the closest thing that I've seen to Adrian Peterson coming out in the draft. And when we make pro comparisons, a lot of times we're trying to take guys that have similar physical attributes and playing styles. His running style to me is the violent, rambunctious style that Adrian Peterson displayed when he was at Oklahoma. I believe he's the best running back in college football. I believe he can use this platform, this stage, to really cement his status as that guy against Bama because we all know that Bama typically – doesn't allow running backs to get off. This is a different LSU team. We're seeing a different high-powered offensive approach. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that not only does LSU win, I'm going to say Fournette gets over 100 yards. So you, wow, that is bold. I like that, Buck. Got to go. I mean, you're going LSU. I'm going LSU and Fournette. Wow, Sully and Kent both went Alabama. I think that I think you're onto something that it's going to be a competitive game here. I'm going to stick with Alabama on the road. Um, gosh, Matt, Bucky, I got I tip the, my cap to you because that you is, have to go out there. The only know, thing that would I would I would really go in if they still would prong, they would prod the tiger. They don't do that anymore. Yeah, Manity, yeah. but but, <laughs> but I, I think the it, tiger took a knee. By the way, Mike the tiger. Oh, here's Mike. I think it's Mike. Mike yeah. the Tiger. Yeah, I think took a knee. All right, move, let's go to the next game. We got a Thursday night game here in the Pac-12. See, this is always a trick. Like this is a tricky game because so, every everything within me. You got UCLA at Colorado Thursday night game. No Josh Rosen might be gone for the rest of the season. Sully went Colorado. Kent went Colorado. I'm gonna go Colorado. You going Colorado? It's a tricky game. That's a trap game. So they got. I mean, UCLA's got their backup quarterback. You know, it's Colorado's number 15. At, I'm going UCLA, Buck. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure. You... I got to take my shot. I'm taking my shot there on UCLA. The backup quarterback hadn't been bad. He has no conscience. He does not worry. But a lot of times you see quarterbacks that aren't the guy come in there. What do I have to lose? Any kind of color, the... any kind of color flashes, you'll see him tuck and run. He does not care. He is letting it fly. He is aggressive. Uh, McKinley for UCLA has been a monster off the edge. I think they generate a couple turnovers. UCLA on the road, everybody's counting them out. Colorado, I know, look, I, I believe in a little bit of – who you are historically, going to 
kind of come out a little bit. This Historically, Colorado, this is a team that's won national titles. I'm talking in the last decade. This has been an awful football team. These kids on this team don't know what it's like to be able to run through a whole schedule unscathed, <laughs> Bucky. Uh, they lost at USC. I thought that game was closer than it should have been. I think UCLA surprises people and upsets Colorado in this game. Could be way off, but that's my wow. call. All right, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Sully, Wisconsin, Kent, Wisconsin. You got the, the guts. Look, I don't think they've won at Northwestern in quite some time. I'm going to go with Bucky Badger. Okay. I think Bucky Badger and the crew, they get a, they, they get the win. I am surprised this is one of the games. Let's see, Northwestern. I'm, yeah, Wisconsin. Northwestern's playing better. They gave Ohio State a ball game. They did, but I felt like Ohio State was a little bored in that one. Gosh, do I take my shot again? I mean, if you're going to catch up, you got to go bold. Give me the Wildcats. I'm going to I'm going to be see, so far behind in this, I see you in this over pool. There. Steph Curry. Yeah, I'm shooting my shot here. Either you're first or last, so who cares? Yeah, that's it. You got to go for it. All right, we've got uh, Florida at Arkansas, Sully, Arkansas, Kent, Florida. What do you think, Buck? I'm going to go Arkansas. I've seen Florida's offense and it's not very impressive. I You know, who picks Sui? They I know they let me down. They let me down a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to give Brett Bilma another chance because I picked them against Auburn and they got obliterated. <laughs> so this is redemption day. All right. I'm going the other way. I'm going Florida. I think their defense is going to get after them a little bit. They are good at all three levels. That Wilson now, every Quincy Wilson, everybody loves him. I got to study him. I haven't done him yet. But Tall, you know, tall rangy. Um, I had uh, one of my guys compare him to a – player that I played with, James Hasty. Yeah. James Hasty at the time, back in the 90s, early 2000s, was a big physical corner. Uh, Wilson is like that. It's funny because people are valuing Wilson uh, over Taylor. Everybody and I, is. And I think, Everybody I talk to I is. I think we, we just need to not pour dirt on Tabor. It's hard okay. to find some of those attributes. All right, here we go. Oklahoma State at Kansas State. We got Sully and Kent both going to Oklahoma State. What do you think? I mean, I feel like I need to go with the Cowboys. They, they snuck up and snatched. West Virginia down, but that, that might be tough for them to get refocused. Uh, Bill Snyder's team always does a great job of keeping it close. Let's go with K-State in that one. Ooh, look at you. You're going to be the lone wolf. I'm going Oklahoma State. Uh, Baylor hosting TCU. Everybody's going Baylor, right? Yeah, I'm going to take go Baylor. Baylor. We don't need to spend much time on that one. Here's a sneaky good game. Oregon, who's playing better now, freshman quarterback, at SC. Sully and Kent, both SC. I think this is a close game. I think uh, Oregon's offense is going to give USC some fits, but I still like USC at home. Yeah, I'm going to go with USC. UCL, USC has found their stride. They found their identity offensively. Sam Donald has been a nice a really good now player. Now we're seeing them play uh, modern football, a little spread offense, some of the things that they're doing, still able to run the ball. U, USC in this one. All right. Uh, Iowa, Penn State. Penn State's number 12. In the, I have a hard time believing that's the 12th best team 12. in the country. Uh, Sully went Penn State. Kent went Iowa. Mm, I'm going to go with Penn State. Penn State at home. Man, this is a tough one for me. See, they had the week off. They knocked off Ohio State. I think, I think they feel good. I think uh, they get I'll, I'll go with you. I'm going to go Penn State. I'll go with you. Kent might end up getting us with Iowa on that one. I uh, know. He may know something. He may say Nebraska something. at Ohio State. Surely they're going to pop out of their funk, right? I got Ohio State. I'll go to Ohio State. I want something Emmy wants to say Nebraska. I'm going to go Ohio State. And then finally, number five, Washington at Cal. I've been mean, – Cal's so beat up. And I know it was a short rest game, but, I mean, they couldn't stop, even come remotely close to stopping SC. I got to go Washington on the road. Oh, my gosh. I mean – You're going to call every, for the upset? I mean, you I'm went not, bold at I the top. I can't. I got I to gotta, I gotta stay in it so I can win at the end. Let's go to Washington. Yeah, I'm probably – North my Northwestern call over Wisconsin. 
That's a big one. That's pretty bold. Let's see bold. what bold ones are. I got two bold Arkansas. ones. I got UCLA winning. I, I don't Arkansas think I've, I do not think I've won a Thursday night game since this we've been doing this the whole season. You're and I, to, I usually lose by like two or three points. It's competitive, but I'll to, lose. You're trying to do the jinx. You're trying to do the reverse. I've like never won like a that. Thursday night game, ever. No school this small has ever won a state championship. <laughs> I'll go Hoosiers on you. All right, Buck. I think we're uh, – I think we're good here. Let's get out of here. Nine o'clock in the morning. That's efficient. How about that. Efficient. We got a bunch of videos for everybody to check out, by the way. Uh game previews. We've got our mid season offense and defensive uh rookie teams up on uh, on YouTube. You can check those out as well. We've got a bunch of content out there writing wise. I've got my Ask Five this week is who does Jonathan Allen for Alabama remind you of? Some interesting names on that list. Bucky, you've got the, we've got our notebook that's gonna come out the college side. Notebook. You've got your big NFL notebook. Big NFL notebook, the college notebook, uh who do I have? Luke Falk. Okay. Back from Washington State. Guy I'm looking forward to seeing. Have you written that thing yet? I have. Already yeah. submitted it. I got it. I got a surprise I'm... for you. I got a quarterback surprise. A guy that uh is down at Grambling. Okay. Vontae Kincaid, who's an old miss transfer, is a junior. But he leads FCS and passer efficiency. I like it. I like it, Buck. You're going deep. I have not written it. That's why I'm wrapping up the podcast (laughs) so I can go write this stuff. All right, that's going to do it for us here today. Bucky, you've been closing out the podcast in tremendous fashion. I'd like you to continue that. Oh, man. I see. You always throw this on me, and I'm a guy that values preparation. So make sure you check out all the Moodsticks content on NFL.com. Make sure you go to YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, anything and everything we have it. Make sure you check Moodsticks.com. Timeline on Twitter because he also makes sure he sneaks in some Snapchat videos. We do have a lot of Snapchat video out there. Yeah. Anyways, you can find that on Move the Sticks as well. All right, Bucky. Tremendous job by you. Great job by everybody behind the glass. We'll be back next week to recap the NFL and college football weekends. No more baseball talk on Move the Sticks. Sorry to report. See you next week. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to NFL.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.